I have a good example of what he was talking about. And this isn't a story about when I was a child. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I had graduated from high school and had done two smaller jobs and then was offered a, a job at a different place. I took it and began training and learning a lot about uh, what it was to be in the real world of work and responsibility and earning your way and all of that. Uh, up until then, I had been pretty much a student in high school and really had lived kind of a simple life, easy life. I didn't have a lot of expectations placed on me until the day I graduated from high school and then, voila, now go to work. So I did. At this one job, I began to train and didn't really have the intention of working my way up on any position. But as I trained and really became skilled at what I was doing, I was eventually moved up and given more responsibility. And again and again and again, that happened until finally um, we opened up another store and I became the manager of that store. And... Then I became manager of both stores, overseeing the two, and then we opened up a third, and I was doing very well, having a great time financially, uh, starting at the age of 22 uh, until I left there. I began to see myself making a lot of money for those days, and so I was really happy. The job was easy. I gotten it down to a routine. I was very skilled at what I was doing. And I liked the people I worked with, and I really enjoyed the people that would come in the store. They were art galleries and frame shops, and so I was working with artistic people and very creative uh, energy and actions, and it was always something different every day, new challenge, new opportunities. And so I was really enjoying it. And I did that for a number of years, and finally on the uh, 8th, year, at the very end of the, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, right at the very end of the eighth year, uh, in my meditation one day, the Holy Spirit came in and said, Jim, your karma there is done. The lessons have been learned. It's time now to move on. So quit the job and let's move forward. And I'm going, what? Wait a minute. What do you mean the lessons are learned? I didn't know I was learning any lessons here. <laughs> I was just having fun and I was enjoying the profitability of it. And I said, no, you're, you have learned everything you're here to, to have learned. You've worked with the people that you were to work with. The karma's complete. Now quit the job and move on to what's next. And I, I remember complaining inside, what do you mean what's next? I like my job. Do you hear me? I like my job. I like the money I'm making. I don't know that I can get out there and make the commissions and make the money I'm making anywhere else just with a high school diploma. I want to stay here. And the Holy Spirit again said, the lesson is learned, the karma is done, move on. You don't want to create new karma for yourself. You don't want to create new opportunities of lessons then to be complete because of your reaction in, in staying. Well, I let it go. Didn't really do much with it didn't want to, to leave, was enjoying the money. I was paying for a new car, and I wanted to be able to afford that new car. And so even though the Holy Spirit really emphasized it was time to leave, I didn't. 
boy, sometimes we just don't listen, do we? <laughs> I mean, and this was a very obvious conversation inside between me and the Holy Spirit, sharing with me directly what was next, what to do. So time went by. One month went by to the next, to the next, to the next. And then one day, it was a Sunday night, I was going to sleep. And these five teachers on the inner level came in, along with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, never have all five shown up at once like this, along with the Holy Spirit, let alone. And I thought, what's up? You know, I thought I was going to go in for a really big, wonderful inner experience of some kind. And instead I heard one of them say, well, should we tell him now or tell him in the morning? And I'm going, tell me what? I want to know now. I don't want to wait till the morning. What's going on? And they said, no, let's let him find out in the morning. And they were gone. (laughs) Well, I was up all night going... What's going on? I was praying. I was meditating. I was calling out, asking for an answer. I couldn't sleep because I was just like, what, what? So finally I got dressed. I went to work that morning. I usually got there early to open up and count the register at one store and get ready to go to the next one to check on things and make sure the manager there was doing a good job on everything with the registers and everything. And as I was Finishing up and, and getting ready to open the store, the owner's son came in and called me back to the office, and he said, you know, I, I've got to talk to you. I said, I said, fine. He said, well, we're firing you. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah, we're firing you. And I said, thank you. Because inside, all of a sudden, I realized I didn't do it, so Spirit's bringing it about for me. And he looked at me and he said, no, 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 you didn't hear me. I said, we're firing you. Get your stuff and get out. And I go, I know, I know. Thank you so much. And he's looking at me and he goes, "Uh, I'm right. You are crazy. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) And so I got my stuff and I left and I was joyful. I was really joyful. And I went home, kind of settled in to the whole process of now I've been fired and, and uh, at least I was going to get a severance check and, and whatever and try to begin to look and see what am I going to do next. Well, that's the question that everybody kept asking me when I would tell people I got fired. Even places where I would go apply for jobs, they'd go, well, why did they fire you? And I'd go, you know what? I don't know. I didn't even ask. I was so happy to get out of there that, you know, I did never ask. I never knew. I never, I never pursued it. But then I stopped saying that because people thought, oh, that's a terrible place to work. But it wasn't. It was a wonderful place. But because I said, well, I was just so joyful to leave, because I was, because I, you know, the Holy Spirit was pushing me out so I wouldn't create new karma, not having done it myself. But they all thought that I was saying, oh, it's just a terrible place. You wouldn't ever want to work there. And so I stopped putting that out in any way, shape, or form. So in that, I learned a lot of things. And that is, things do come to a completion in this world. There's no happily ever after in the continuing story of your life. 
there's always what's next. What's next? And so the key is is to know that, to be aware of that, and, and be aware of that movement of life energy in the physical world. And be willing to do just that, to move into what's next, to follow that flow, to go into change, take the opportunity into the new. And I learned in this experience that that's what life is all about. It's ever to look and see, where am I going? How am I getting there? Am I in motion? Am I in action or reaction? Am I going backward or forward? And as I began to pay more attention, I found how to live life in a more fluid way, in a graceful way, and in an attitude of gratitude for everything that came forward. Where before I would go into reaction if somebody complained about something I was doing, or if I wasn't getting my way, or if I didn't think I was getting a raise like I thought I should get. Instead, I would go into action and I would just see how to handle whatever was going on inside of me first, and then look and see in the world, is there something I could do different? Or is there just something I could be doing that I'm not? And so I learned a lot about my own self, about how I lived my life, the attitude I was living in, the action, the reaction, my process. And in that, I found how to live more in this flow of life and to follow the flow and not to go into resistance. And being myself the way I've been, I'm stubborn. I want my way. I do a lot of things in resistance. I don't like change. Well, what did I say earlier? Life is a continuing saga of changes from one thing to another. So I had to really work on myself to come to a new attitude about all of this, to be willing to go through change. And believe me, I walked out of that store and my life began to change in wonderful ways, in horrific ways, in all kinds of things. But as I entered into that new episode of my life and had to confront all these things about change where for nine years my life was consistent, it was very predictable, and I had my job down to a T. I just glided through it. I walked through the day. It was no struggle, no effort. I knew how to handle the situations when they came up, and it was really effortless. Well, when I left and started applying for jobs and looking at different careers and management positions, it wasn't so effortless. It was full of effort. It was full of difficulty. It was full of change and responsibility. And you know how I feel about responsibility. <laughs> Almost as big as change. So with that, I began to find that I had to move into life with a different attitude. And the one thing I found is that all the energy that I had invested into this one position as manager of these three stores, all that energy I had to start reclaiming and bringing back to myself and then see how I could put that creative energy and that action into action now. Because I found that after a period of time, I was getting frustrated. And I was getting angry. And I'm going, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. 
Why am I getting angry when earlier I was in joy? I was in gratitude that I got fired, that I wasn't having to go there anymore, that finally what the Holy Spirit wanted to be done in my life was done. But then I realized, wait a minute, I didn't leave there. The Holy Spirit came and told me, get up and go quit your job and go to another job because you don't want to create karma. And I did not do that. I was, in a sense, pushed out, forced out. The Holy Spirit arranged it in such a way that it wasn't going to allow me to create karma there. And I left. But I didn't leave willingly of my own accord. I left because of how it was produced for me to leave through the movement of the Holy Spirit and through the son of the boss, the owner. And so I realized that now I had to take action. And I was sitting there waiting for the Holy Spirit to take me to the next job. It got me out of that job, so it's going to take me into the next job. Well, guess what? I realized something. That isn't how it works. It got me out of there because it wanted to save me from myself. Because I was going to create karma that was going to create a debt in the world that was going to make me come back again into this lifetime to fulfill it. That's why I was there in this lifetime. Didn't want me to do that again, so let's get going. That's the grace of the Holy Spirit. When you are under the grace of the Holy Spirit, the grace is ever-present with you to make sure that you're ever moving forward and not going back, ever moving forward and looking forward and learning and growing and moving to what's next, to what's next, and not living in stagnation and not looking to the past. And I learned a lot in this time period about just that action. And I realized in all that I was going through over the next few weeks of my concern and my depression and, and everything that went on, that now I had to take action. I didn't take action, so the Holy Spirit took action for me through grace, but now I had to do the rest. And I didn't like that. I didn't want that. And I got mad at God and at the Holy Spirit because, wait a minute, you got me fired, now get me a job. And then one day in meditation, I heard it very, very clearly. Who got you fired? Would you have been fired if you had quit first? Did you create this situation or did I? Coming out of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden I realized this is my creation. I created this situation. I set this up for myself and I needed to learn the lesson. So I began to approach it just as I did in school, looking to see what is the lesson plan here that I have to learn from? What is the actual lesson for me? And as I looked at that, I realized a few things. One, I had left a part of myself over at that other job where I had been fired from. I had left a part of myself there, energetically. And one, I had to reclaim that energy, that creativity, that productivity, that belief in myself, and bring it back to me now here, and not leave it over there. So 
I began to call that back to me and to reclaim it. And then I began to look and see how I could move that into production, into productivity, into activity now in my life. And as soon as I began to reclaim it, all of a sudden I found the energy began to move out into the world and direct me, guide me, bring me to what was next in my life. And what I found was I was holding on to the past even though I wasn't realizing it. I was holding on to the illusion, well, I was a manager of three stores. My God, look at all the money I was making. And look how good I was at it. And look how everybody really loved me and liked me in my job except for the son of the boss. <laughs> so I, in reclaiming all of that all of a sudden, I found that that energy began to move because the creative nature of us is ever moving. It isn't stagnant. It always wants to move. It always wants to produce. From the lowest quality of that, which is more the sexual desire, all the way up, we're ever wanting to create. We're ever wanting to be in that creative movement. So I began to pay attention and follow it. And it was taking me in directions I would have never, ever thought of going in. I was looking for position similar to what I had been doing. And I was finding myself going up against walls. Nothing would open up. Nothing was available. Nothing was there. I wasn't the right person for this position. But as I began to follow the flow of this energy that I was calling back to myself as it began to move forward before me, all of a sudden, all these opportunities were present. Oh, my God. And I had to begin to make choices. And I began to realize that it's very important to stay present in the moment, to live right here and now, and to ever bring yourself present fully in every given moment as best you can. And that's one thing that meditation will do for you. It begins to help you understand how to focus how to stay centered, how to maintain the truth of who you are in every given moment, and not to give your power away, and not to look to the past, and not to live in imagination, or emotion, or mind, but ever to stay present in oneself, and just to keep stepping forward into what's next, to what's next, to what's next, to its fulfillment. And so, in that, I began to live a life very different. And I found that it was ever fluid, ever changing, ever moving forward, very dynamic. And it really was the beginning of me moving forward into doing what I'm doing today here. Because it began to help me understand how to live in the moment in a way I wasn't living before. I was existing in the moment, but I wasn't living in the moment. I was being lazy in the moment and not awake and active and present and doing in the moment. And there's a big difference. And it was by living this new way 
of being very present in the moment that I began to be able to share in a very dynamic way spiritually that I wasn't up to then. Even though I had a group going in San Antonio, I was sharing with people in counselings, I was having a great time of that as well as doing my 60 hours a week of work as manager. I found that in that moment when all of a sudden I realized how to truly live in the moment and live that moment to the fullest, that also the Holy Spirit could use me as an instrument in a greater way because it could then live with me in the moment to share in its fullness in a way that it wasn't able to up until then. And I also found that my meditations came very much alive in a way they had not been up until then because I was much more present in my meditation in the moment. I wasn't looking to the future and fantasizing and asking God, well, Lord, can, can we go over there? Can we do that? I wasn't looking to the past and complaining and trying to figure out and trying to resolve situations in the past. I was living in the moment. What's right now? I let go of the past. I let go of the future. And I began to find God present with me more and more all the time by living in just that kind of action. So what Brian was sharing is a truth, a very profound truth, that if we can begin to live in that kind of freedom, in that kind of movement, in that kind of action, in that kind of creativity, in that kind of loving, we live life to the fullest. And in that, we complete all that we came into this lifetime to do. And what did we come into this lifetime to do? To paint a house? No. To walk the dog? No. To raise three children? Maybe. What we really came in to do is to become aware of who we are as soul, to wake up as soul, and to reunite that soul from the source from which it came. That's what the journey of life is really all about. But we've set things up as obstacles on that journey that are our lessons, unlearned, our karmas yet to be fulfilled. We've created them and we've got to dissolve them so that we can begin to see the simple truth once again of what it is that life is all about and stop chasing after the illusion of what we think life is all about. And that's one of the biggest challenges. So begin to look and see where can you reclaim your own life force? Where have you given it away? Where have you given power away to another? And reclaim it. Are you looking more to the past, dwelling on the past, remembering the past, honoring the past, trying to bring it forward? Are you living in the future? Well, when I win the lotto, well, when I retire, well, when the kids are grown and get out of this house, or whatever it might be, or are you living right now? 
and very present of what's going on right now and what are you sharing right now? How are you acting? How are you reacting? What is the movement that's taking place in you, through you, around you? And how are you fulfilling yourself in that? Begin to do one thing. Spend time every day with yourself. The easiest way to do that is to sit down and close your eyes and go inside in meditation and hold your focus here at the seat of the soul where you, the true you, resides. <coughs> I'll take that drink of water now that I was going to take a half hour ago. <laughs> um, because by doing that, everything else will flow. If you leave here today and you say, okay, I'm going to do everything they just said, I can almost guarantee, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because you're going to do just what Brian was talking about, and that is you're going to push up against it. You're going to fight it. And that which you feel you're going to overcome, that which you feel you're going to conquer, that which you feel you're going to change, is going to push back with greater resistance than you're giving a push at. And you're going to eventually just give up and go, okay, okay, I can't do it. And walk away, stuck in the old pattern. But if you go in meditation, sit here at the seat of the soul, and just say to the Lord that lives here in your soul, I love you, I love you, I love you. And every day you just go here and just say, I love you. Something wonderful will happen. Because all of a sudden, you'll begin to live in that loving. You'll begin to live in your centeredness. You'll begin to live in your truth. You'll begin to live in the moment right now that is right now here. And you'll begin to learn what that feels like and looks like and have a reference to it. And whenever you wander away from it, you'll go, ooh, that doesn't feel right. And you'll bring yourself back here almost automatically because you'll know that this is the place to be. Then everything else will just unfold gradually and naturally. It is a natural movement, this movement of loving, this movement of awakening, this movement of living in the moment right now. It's a natural action if we will allow it to happen. And it begins by just going inside. But that's the biggest challenge. It's so much easier to ever have our eyes open and just to be dealing with the outer world. Going into the outer world to try to push at it, to make it move, to make it happen, to give me what I want. The hardest thing for a lot of people to do is sit down and go inside. Why? Because... As they go inside, they're going to confront everything about themselves that they don't want to look at. That's why they don't close their eyes. I don't want to look at that. No, 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 don't make me close my eyes. Do you know what's going to pop up inside of me when I close my eyes? You don't want that. You don't want me to go through that. Don't make me go through that again. But that's what you're going to have to confront. All those things that you've set between you and the Lord inside and you and the Lord of all creation you're going to have to create your cre you're going to have to confront your creations and love them and honor them learn from them complete them 
And the one way to do it so simply is to truly love them and then to reclaim all the power that you've given them. Just reclaim it and say, I bring you back into me, fulfilled. And I fulfill you in loving. And I fulfill you through loving. And just reclaim it and then give it to God. Give it to God right here. Give up all your problems, all your concerns, all, everything to God right here. And God will join into the game with you. God will walk the path with you. And God will go, okay, I know how to do this. Come on, I'll show you how. And all of a sudden, just like I saw, as I reclaimed my power from the past and put it present here, it led the way. It opened the doors. People were asking me to come to work for them all of a sudden, where before it was like, nope, 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 no, 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 no. I got to the point that I would walk into a store and just kind of tight myself knowing that I was going to go in and ask for a job and fill out an application and sit down and talk to somebody, and at the end I'd know I was going to hear nope. So i just tighten up going, okay, here we go again. But all of a sudden, something changed. Something was present in me that wasn't before, and it was leading the way. And that's how the grace works. But you come into alignment with that grace. You come into alignment with the Lord inside. And that's done through loving. It's not done through your willfulness. This is not begging God for anything. God doesn't like a beggar. God loves a lover. So be in the loving with the Lord. And then let God bring to you what God has for you. And believe me, it's greater than anything you can ever imagine. It may not look anything like what you thought it was going to look like. But it will be greater in the end than anything you could have ever tried to bring about for yourself. And you will look back on it and go, thank you, Lord, for giving me this and not that. Look at what that would have given me. I would have been so unhappy in having that, but I am so joyful in having this. And that's what we have to learn. It truly is let go and let God. And I like the way Brian words it now. It's also let go, I mean let God and let go. And I think that that's an easier way to do it. It's awful hard to let go of something and let God because you have no idea if, where God's going to take you. You have no idea if God's really present sometimes and taking you on the road. It's like going up to a kid and saying, well, if you let go of that sucker, I'll give you an all-day lollipop. And the kid goes, well, give me the lollipop and I'll let go of the sucker. And you go, well, no, give me the sucker and I'll give you the lollipop. Chances are they're going to hold on to the sucker even harder than ever before because they don't want to lose it. They're afraid you're going to take the sucker away, and hold on to the lollipop and not give it to them. And when we look at letting go and letting God, sometimes that's what we do. We go, okay, I'll let go and I'll let you, God, and we resist. We tighten up and go, all right. And God goes, well, then let go. Let go. What are you tightening up for? You're resisting me, even as you speak it. Well, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm letting go, God, come on, do it. 
So maybe it's better to let God and then let go. Just invite God in and say, okay, God, you do it. By sitting here in meditation and saying, I love you, Lord, you're inviting God in. You're letting God in. So that's letting God be present now in your action, in your reaction, in your process. And as you begin to find God's loving moving in you and feeding you and guiding you forward in grace, all of a sudden you'll find it's a lot easier to let go than ever before. So let's maybe change the wording of that statement instead of let go and let God. Let's let God and let go. And life is simpler. That's what I found. And when life isn't simple for being easy, I know what I'm doing and I know how I'm stopping it from being easy and simple and loving and joyful and peaceful. It's I'm now in resistance. I'm now trying to make it the way I want it to be. I'm trying to impose my will rather than God's will. And I've got to put God first. Let God and let go. I've got to put God first in it all. And what I've done is I've put me first. No, 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 I want it this way. I want it green, not red, or whatever it might be. So the key is, is to transform your action, transform your way, and begin to live life new. It's all in your hands. It's all up to you. Okay. Well, Brian has something else to share before we call it an evening, afternoon, morning, whatever. <laughs> so one of the things that um, we've been uh, just beginning to look at once again, um, living life anew, um, that, you know, I think it's been about three years we've been doing the class on Sunday mornings at this time. Does anybody remember exactly when we changed from Tuesday nights to Sunday mornings? Something like, I think it's been somewhere around three years. But, you know, part of that was to really support people because it seemed like at the time more people said that would work better. But the class has actually shrunk since we started doing Sunday mornings. And we've been getting more requests again. Could we do it later in the day? And we've had many different requests for all kinds of concerns. And one of them has been from some people with... Uh, They'd have a hard time driving at night, so we wanted daylight to try to answer that as well. And there are people who, such as Houston, I know some of you here from Houston, the Dallas, San Angelo area, that sometimes, you know, early mornings or Tuesday nights are a hard time if you're out of town and have a little ways to drive um, to get here. So we've been considering all, all these different perspectives and trying to see what we can do to really create the best space and time maybe to accommodate all the considerations. And we haven't made the decision 100% yet, but more than likely we will. What we're looking at doing is moving the Sunday class to later in the day from 3 to 5 on Sunday rather than 10.30 to 12.30. So it's just moving it up a few hours. The reason why we're looking at 3 to 5 on Sunday afternoon is, one, it gives a time on both the front end and the back end for somebody out of town who would like to come in and still you know, have a morning and not have to get up super early or get back at a decent hour. 
We had other people considerations because they needed to get things done during the day. So we figured, well, three in the afternoon, it'd give more time to still get things done in the morning or early afternoon. We know other people, they had conflicts with other things already going on Sunday mornings, and so they are having to choose back and forth. And so we've had a lot, and again, like I said, even the, the night driving for some people. So, and we know in the wintertime it starts getting dark at 5.30. So that was the other consideration to try to handle that. So we're, a lot of the reason why we even shifted from Tuesday night, one, by the end of the day, Jim and I were so tired anyway, and then we'd end up being up so late. And nowadays with the traffic and people trying to get here um, and, you know, dinner and traffic and everything, um, it was just too much of a hassle. And doing earlier wouldn't work for people for working. Um, that's why we moved to Sunday, too, just to make it easier as far as people with work and school schedules and all that. So we're looking at moving it um, to 3 to 5 o'clock on Sunday afternoons because of all these different considerations. And we haven't set a date yet of doing that. We're looking probably towards the end of November, beginning of December. So we give ourselves a few weeks, you know, to inform everybody and allow that process to kind of, you know, move in and through us because it is change. And if there is any major considerations, we also wanted to give time if you had some type of feedback um, in regards to us making that change. Not saying we're going to listen, but, you know. <laughs> So, because we already have been, is what I'm saying, even when we move from Tuesday night to Sundays. And we've been having more requests again. Please, is there any way you could do it later in the day rather than the morning? And, you know, there's just all these considerations we've had. And so, you know, we try to do what we can to accommodate people the best we can, knowing it's never going to be perfect for everybody. But it seems from all the feedback and all the considerations that moving it really a little bit later in the day, like from 3 to 5 in the afternoon, would seem to be the best option for handling all the different considerations we've had from people. So um, we just wanted to put that out there with you. And as we really decide on a day of doing that, we'll definitely let you know. And we'll be putting it in the next newsletter coming up in December. So we actually do need to decide on a date coming up here within the next week or two. But we wanted to put it out there to, so we could all begin as a group moving towards that time. And also, that gives you a chance, if there is some major consideration maybe we haven't looked at, that will give you a chance to voice that with us as, as well. Okay? Great. So um, I guess that's a perfect setup today, doing our talks that way with the... So... Um, so, of course, if somebody does have a major consideration of changing it to that time, please do let us know, whether it's after class or calling us up during the week. But we're really looking at that we'll more than likely do that. And we'll probably let you know next Sunday or the Sunday after um, exactly when we will do that as far as the actual date of moving to that time and doing that. It's all very fluid. I mean, we changed from Tuesday to Sunday, and now we're just changing times to get on Sunday. So... Who knows how it's going to be, but uh, we're just going to experiment with it and and let people try it out, and we'll try it out and see just how everybody feels with it. Just like we said when we moved it to this Sunday in the morning, it's an experiment. And who knows? Maybe after a few more years, we'll just go back to Tuesday nights. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. checked, and, and 
sunset in December is uh, 5.30, is what it says. And it, sure, it may get darker a little earlier, but that's why we're trying to find a time. So if we end around 5, it might be twilight, but if somebody needed to leave a little earlier, they could. And, and that was just a couple people that that was a consideration. So we, you know, it wasn't a large number of people. That was a few people. So we wanted to find a time that it could still, yeah. So, yeah. So there's a lot of considerations, and it just seemed like that's the time that would work best for all the different considerations so we could accommodate everybody, you know, the best way possible. And for those of you way out of town, <laughs> you could fly in in the morning, fly out at night. <laughs> all right, well, I guess it's almost 1230, so we'll see you back here same time next week, probably for a few weeks, so but I just wanted to get that ball rolling. So.